0: Hey, everyone. A little disclaimer before this podcast. The format is a little bit different in that we were doing a hand that Mariano played on one of his vlogs. We did not listen to his vlog. We wanted to do this without hearing his thoughts and then come back at the end, which is what we're going to do, and see if his thoughts lined up with our thoughts and see if they made sense of what he did in the hand. But what that did is it made it so we did not see that Live at the Bike made an error in the sizing preflop and that kind of messed everything up for the hand sizing wise but the heart of the analysis is still the same we still think it's important and good we'll come back at the end with the same eyes that we have right here at the beginning to talk about what Mariano had to say but here first is our analysis of the hand without knowing anything about Mariano's thoughts
1: today on the breakdown ho 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 and a bottle of rum that's santa claus for you drug santa we're doing that as a new uh, a new addition to the Poker Guys show. That's what we call this podcast now, the Breakdown Poker Guys show. Um, Yeah, Drunk Santa is going to make an appearance, and uh, it's going to be great, and it's important because this hand, this hand we're going to do, which, you know, of course, thousands and thousands of dollars get passed from one player to the other. Um, It's a cash game hand. It involves Mariano, a a famous blogger, and uh, vlogger... His, I don't know if he blogs, but he vlogs and close enough. Uh, this is from Live at the Bike. This hand is played. I mean, maybe there's reasoning. Maybe there's thought. But it's almost like everyone is a little tipsy because holy wah. You know what I'm saying? Like I cannot believe the decisions that every, everyone makes in this hand. It is truly wild. And uh, that's why Santa had to become a pirate. He had to leave Miss claws behind, take it, just a few of the elves with him, kill the rest, and you know, set out to you know, commandeer some ships or something. All right, on the breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy.
0: Hey, I actually think you have stumbled upon a pretty good potential character and genre. Drunk Santa? Pirate Santa.
1: Ah, yeah, that's how I started really. It was Pirate Santa.
0: If yeah. you take if you take the magic that Santa possesses mm-hmm. and his sleigh and his army of elves, this could be a powerful pirate in a lot of ways. And how, wh- what are you thinking like in what way would this guy be powerful? I mean if he uses his magic
1: to overtake I don't know. What kind of magic are you thinking Santa has that he could use Do in a Do you think that reindeer
0: battle? can just fly normally? You don't think that's magic? That can't be special reindeer from the North Pole? I mean, what's the difference?
1: Well, the difference is that if there's special reindeer from the North Pole, then Santa can't make anything else fly. Okay, how does But Santa- if he's making the reindeer fly with him, his magic, then he can do lots of other stuff. That's a big how difference does Santa- for your point.
0: How does Santa carry that many toys in a sleigh oh, if he's my not God. magic?
1: That is such a dumb question. He's not magic... The sack that he carries the presence in his magic. How he does Santa that? get down? He, he acquired that magical sack. How does he Santa is not magical? get into
0: houses that don't have chimneys wide enough for a Santa fat body? Mm, I've always wondered that, yeah. actually.
1: And here's my theory. Admittedly, it's just an assertion. I think he brings with him not an elf, probably, but like a backup Santa, like skinny Santa, backup skinny Santa. No, type no, you are just
0: talking about thin chimneys. What about? Yeah, houses that don't have chimneys, which is most houses uh, these days. Have you ever heard of a vent? I think air gets in somehow.
1: Grant, skinny Santa, let's go. <laughs> a vent. Yeah, you just sort of, you know what I mean. Get right in there in that vent, that vent area.
0: All of these questions are addressed in the movie The Santa Claus featuring Tim Allen. From are they? Are they actually? Yes, I, I did not know that. And Santa is magic in that movie.
1: Oh, and that's where it all comes and from. That your is, childhood. That.
0: No, look, that, that's canon, okay? That's
1: <laughs> that's Santa Canon. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that would be a good seller, probably, if you were an arms dealer, the Santa Canon.
0: Hell yeah, <laughs> would you buy with a, that? You're just coming up with all sorts of great ideas. I know, I'm just killing it. And then today. I'm trying to to help you out and you're shitting all over my help. And How are you helping me out? I'm telling you that there's a new genre at right, play. Right. Santa as a pirate, but
1: magical pirate. He can't just be a pirate. He's got to be magical because he is, by
0: definition, magical. Everybody's a space Jedi nowadays. Everyone's a wizard. He's not. He Everyone's not, a vampire. He doesn't have the force. He has Santa magic. Can't I just it's watch mostly something like tinsel related magic? <laughs> I just want to watch something where no one has powers. Is that possible? Does that exist not, in media? Not in Santa core. <laughs> Not in, not in the Santa Core universe. Ah, universe? Universe. Santa Core universe. <laughs> At least it rhymes. Imagine all of the tinsel related activities that could, like, there's like a shipping container. That he really wants access to because it has something valuable in it valuable in it and a huge barge in the middle of the sea and he uses tinsel to wrap the barge up and huh. overtakes it. Okay, that's pretty cool. And the reindeer fucking stab this is the this is the
1: S C E U, the Santa Core Extended Universe. Yes. Not yes. the Santa Claus extended universe. That's ridiculous. It's the Santa yeah. Core.
0: And of course, when we wanna bring in the Avengers types, there will be, you know, the Easter bunny and the Tooth Fairy and shit like that. Oh, that's good. The Tooth yeah. Fairy clearly has Tom Cruise powers. Tom Cruise will be <laughs> (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know if the Easter Bunny does a whole lot of... It just hops around, really, right? It
0: makes uh, like chocolates appear on Easter morning. Oh, that's a
1: great power. (laughs) Oh, my God. What are we going to do? The Easter Bunny is struck again. If you you
0: really want to make it in Hollywood, you're going to be able to take these concepts to the nth degree. Mm, Like, How could the Easter Bunny use these powers for good, evil, or both? And how could they be extremely useful?
1: Right. I mean, if all you're doing, though, is creating
0: chocolate... Imagine how much chocolate you could create. Is it really different than pooping? Well, imagine if you could poop an infinite amount at any time in any place. I mean, okay. Could I can that not that. be used for evil?
1: I mean, I guess. But uh, there's a way. Yeah, there's a yeah. way. Okay. there's You have to some very intricate funneling systems, I think, to like have it not... Be a problem okay, for you now, yourself doing it. But okay, okay, but now
0: imagine the Easter Bunny is conjuring this chocolate out of thin air. Yeah. And it could be any type of chocolate. It could be hard chocolate, soft chocolate, whatever. Think of the uses. Wait, hard chocolate? What is soft chocolate? You know, like fudge. That's soft chocolate? If you put your finger on it and it can make an indent, is that not soft? Has
1: anyone in the history of the world ever referred to something as soft chocolate until just now?
0: What I'm saying is. How about hard chocolate? Has anyone ever referred to anything as hard chocolate? What I'm thinking of is the (laughs) military application. You need to go down this path with me. Okay, okay. Do you understand how when... Speaking of the military application of potential different types of chocolates, the density of the chocolate might matter. It would matter. Do you see how that matters? I do see.
1: No, of course you're right.
0: Like, you're going to need a fudgy type thing to <laughs> to get into some crevices sometimes. Yep,
1: patch stuff. You're, you're
0: going to need a hard chocolate for blunt force trauma in situations.
1: Mm, yep, and also paperweights. Yeah,
0: and we're just on the Easter Bunny, by the way. Think of all of the possibilities. We could be rich.
1: <laughs> this is not just the Santa Claus extended universe. This Santa is, core. Santa core. Oh, my gosh, the Santa core. I feel like calling it the Santa Core. That's like calling it like the Captain America extended universe instead of the MCU. Like it's bigger than just Santa Claus. It's the um yeah, but like Santa the childhood is... the childhood figures extended but, but universe. But Santa's
0: the most famous, so he gets of to be the figurehead.
1: He yeah, but Spider-Man, it's not the Spider-Man extended universe and it's not the Batman extended universe.
0: Right, because there's a company that created it. So this is the Grant and Jonathan extended universe. Now we're talking. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but it could be like, you know, the Monsterverse was supposed to be um well, there's the universal monster verse, which is be like Dracula or the vampire, which is Tom Cruise, and Russell Crowe was Mr. Hyde. And that did not work out at all, but they made the invisible, Woman, the invisible yeah. man, and they, they did a few of those movies. And then there's the other monster verse, which is Godzilla and King Kong. But those are not the Warner Brothers verse, you know, or the universal verse. It's the monster verse. And, you know, that makes sense, although okay. those are not big hits, really, because they're bad movies. But our movies wouldn't be bad. No, of course not. Not with the concepts that we're talking about here. <laughs> That's a great point. Frosty the Snowman. That movie is that like a horror movie? Could be. Is he
0: the new Jason? Well, all right. So who's on the team? Who's on Who the la- team? Who left open? We got to figure fridge? out who's on the team here.
1: I just want to be able to say that at some point. Who left over the Who open? Who left the fridge open? You know, for Frosty the Snowman. Who's on the team? Okay.
0: Santa. Yes. Easter Bunny. Uh, Easter Bunny. Tooth Fairy. Tooth
1: Fairy. Frosty. Fr- Frosty
0: the Snowman. I can go with
1: that. Is Rudolph? I think Rudolph starts off as like Santa's like you know helper, but eventually spins off into his own movie. Like Hawkeye type. Yeah, but not just a. You know, not just a Disney Plus series, you know, like a little better than that. Like, he's doing better than Jeremy fucking Renner. I know. He still has an app, probably, Rudolph. I mean, oh, right. <laughs> Rudolph does. That's yeah. right.
0: Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Is there, um, I don't know. You done? Did we, yeah. did we run it through? I, figured, yeah, I, figured, I feel like I like had a lot of momentum for that, and all of a sudden I just hit a brick wall on it. After I went through the hard and soft chocolate. Here's the
1: good scenarios. news it's actually perfect time for me to hit the brick wall because saying Jeremy Renner reminded me of something that I found last week on the internet. Okay. Which I wanted to read to you, and it was a press release By that Jeremy came Renner. out last no, no, but it's about he has a new show on Disney Plus, And guess what it's called? <laughs> Jeremy Renner. (laughs) It's called Renovations, and it's just (laughs) what it sounds like. It's a docu series. Is
0: he renovating houses?
1: Oh, he's definitely doing. He's re. Okay, it says he's giving back to communities around the world by reimagining unique, purpose-built vehicles to meet a community's needs. You tell me what that's about because I don't know. Still, it's unclear to me what that means. Purpose-built vehicles. Is that like buses? He's making. He's gonna make. Unique, he's going to reimagine a unique bus for a community, like a library bus or a blood mobile or something. It can't be that.
0: What is a vehicle that is not purpose built? Find me one. It's a unique purpose built vehicle. Okay, so, it's, what,
1: so it's not just a blood mobile. It's got to be more what than I'm, that.
0: What I'm asking is, yeah. is there any vehicle, is, is the word purpose necessary? Aren't all vehicles uh. built with a purpose
1: well, maybe purpose-built is like a, a term of art, you know, meaning like it's not just like um, an automobile, but it's like a specially designed automobile, and that's what they call it. I or, see. I don't know if that's true, but uh, it's not capitalized where it says purpose-built. Shouldn't
0: it be bespoke instead of purpose-built? Why don't
1: they use normal words so people would understand what the show is about? I'm going to read it again. Renovations is a four-part series that embraces Renner's lifelong passion for giving back to communities around the world by reimagining unique purpose-built vehicles to meet a community's needs. Do you realize they're not even saying the show is about that? They're saying he's got a passion for reimagining unique purpose-built vehicles to meet a community's needs.
0: How can that be? This is very upsetting news to me. This is very upsetting. <laughs> Renovations news. is a great name. Of though. course it is. They nailed that. I think maybe they started with that and they... Ask questions later. You know?
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> so some, someone uh, they got rid of. Um, uh, what's his name? The guy who was in charge of Disney. They just fired him and brought Byger, Bob Iger back. And maybe he was like, "Get me
0: Jeremy Renner immediately." You know, <laughs> uh, this feels more like a vestige of the guy who was failing at everything. It
1: sure does. It's yeah. actually apparently going to come out in early 2023. So for sure, it's the last guy. And uh, I'm not optimistic. Why? But it's not. It's not my. It's not. It doesn't speak to me. It's All not right. a show that speaks to but me. But you
0: would be into a four-part docu-series about Jeremy Renner's band, right? I would be more into that, at least. Yes. yes. And how it helps with its purposeful community service and whatever it purpose does. built. No, the the unique, band. The band is purposeful. Purposeful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um. What I would be doing instead, though, is watching the other show that's coming out on Disney Plus. Actually, has already debuted. Um. Also produced, at least created by an Avenger actor, Brie Larson, called Growing Up. And you may be wondering, what's that? Well, I'm going to tell you. It's, a, it's an innovative hybrid docu-series.
0: That's right. I've already said those words. Does that mean that you can interact with it? Uh, like like uh, that Netflix thing that I I'm forgot ex- what it's called?
1: Oh, like Bandersnatch? Yeah, that one. Stuff like that? I doubt it. Um, that explores the challenges, triumphs, and complexities of adolescence through coming-of-age stories. It sounds like it's just a documentary series um, about people growing up. I don't know why they called it a hybrid docu-series. And I don't want to know. I don't want to go any further than that, quite frankly. But I'd still rather see this than renovations. Although I would like to see... I'd rather see one minute of renovations, but I had to watch 30 minutes, I'd rather watch growing up. Does that make sense? I think I'm all renovations on that. Really? I'm all renovations all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy Ren, he's like... Other cool puns can we make out of my name that I can turn into four-part series on Disney Plus that are about my passions for purpose-built vehicles. Yes. <laughs> oh, Jeremy I'm Renner. trying
0: to think of a way to play off the, the name Jeremy instead of Renner. Oh, that's, then, that's smart. Yeah. Smart. You got anything? Jervations.
1: It's <laughs> not good. That's no, not bad. Um, well, Jer, what does Jer sound like? Like chair. Like German of the board? Now we're talking. That's pretty good. That is actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, he, all you he, gotta do.
0: that's that's his version of the show where he goes in and helps struggling businesses.
1: <laughs> He's like, I, you know, this is crazy, struggling business. I've just reimagined a purpose-built yeah, vehicle, and I've had a lifelong <laughs> passion me. for helping struggling <laughs> businesses. I look, Jeremy Renner's had a great career. He's done really well. Wind for River
0: is an amazing movie.
1: He's made a lot of money. He's very famous. But I will say this: <laughs> here it comes. Yeah. When you're making a show on Disney Plus called Renovations, you're probably closer to the end of your big yeah. part of the, your career than than the beginning of it. You know, like this is this is kind of sign of the times. Soon he'll be hosting game shows. You know what I mean? Like, I
0: I don't know. I think he's more in the like crazy celebrity vibes yeah. camp than no, the agree. hosting
1: game shows. No, camp. Disney Plus is like some weird celebrity, Jeff Goldblum, come and do a show with us. And they did, they did one with him, you know, and it's just like the world according to Jeff Goldblum. I don't know what it was about. It didn't last long. It got canceled, but like, yeah, we just want to have a relationship with you and it's probably cheap to make a reality show. So why do we care? Um, But come on. Renovations.
0: Renovations. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Okay. Not that they're failing, but, but how, how has Disney plus fucked this up so badly as far as their shows that are outside of their known universes? Like they, they can't, bring anything new and good to the table they're incapable of it it's strange it's like all the other streaming services including smaller ones like showtime and shit have like a couple good shows a year at least that are new and different
1: there actually is an answer to that question okay. believe it or not um so the answer is that disney plus lets all the really good content go to hulu which they also mostly own. ah yeah okay. and will soon and we'll soon completely fair understand. fair so hulu has an amazing library it stuff, does it of does. original stuff um at some point, it'll probably all get subsumed into D-, D+, and it'll all be the same thing. But until then, right now, they're like, we got two different things. Hulu's like the more prestige type stuff. Disney Plus is more of the branded stuff. It's yeah. Pixar. It's Disney. It's, oh, sorry, it's, yeah, it's Disney. It's Marvel. It's Star Wars. Yeah. And yeah, all the other stuff is basically crap. And by the way, even, this, even the In-Universe branded stuff is mostly crap too. Yeah. But people will pay for it, so good. Although apparently, you know, Disney's doing so bad that they brought Bob Iger yeah. back. So that's not a good sign. Because Disney, Disney Plus, all the streaming services are really struggling right now, which is interesting because so is the movie business. They're like eating each other's lunch right now. Yeah. At some point, I think we're just going to shift away from the theatrical model to, to a larger degree than we have, anyway. Mm, you think so? I, I think so. Um, there's less reason to go see... Movies in the theaters, unless it's like avatar or some like visual spectacle, why do you need to see a great drama in the theater if it's going to be just as good in your home and essentially free?
0: yeah, I can see it like kind of the way that plays were killed by movies, right like right. people like the average person sees far fewer plays than they did a hundred years ago. I imagine so yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think there's something to that anyway, okay. Yeah. The Hulu answer is a good answer, yeah, by the way. That
1: is the answer for sure. Yeah, if they if they just kept and put all that stuff on Disney Plus, it would be a powerhouse. Everyone would want to I mean Hulu is amazing with their shows. They really are shockingly good stuff.
0: That's the good thing for the consumer, even though all these streaming services are struggling, it's it's still the best era for TV ever as far as quality of shows.
1: And it's nice, you get to decide what you want and what you don't want. And and of course, as I'm sure everyone's figured out right now. If they are short on cash, you can just subscribe to one thing and watch everything they have for a month or two and then cancel that and yeah. watch everything on Hulu for a month or two. And, you know, you can you can bounce around. I have friends who've done that, you know, mm. and, you know, and they let you do that, at least for now. At some point, they're going to stop letting you do that, I think. They're right. Be like, you know, minimum year long subscriptions or something like that. That's, six months. That's but.
0: a problem for the companies creating all this intellectual property that they then offer in perpetuity. Is that there's no like finite limit on time for when you can watch a thing. It makes it so you can do exactly what you're yeah. saying. Whereas if you could only watch Andor in January when it was right. coming out, you'd have to be subscribed during that month, you know, instead of like picking and choosing when you're doing what.
1: But you know, they want people to, once Andor's already come out, they want to keep getting the vibes and the value of that. And yeah. so like people who would sign up be like, oh, they have Andor too. I've heard that's good. I should, that's another reason to subscribe. Yeah. You know. Or Andor season two is coming out, which it will be in a year and a right. half or something. And like, so people will be more apt to do it but it is a problem and it's they're still figuring it all out for sure
0: weren't the numbers kind of shocking when game of thrones was at its height of hbo subscription during and and not during game of thrones seasons coming out oh i don't know i I don't know i think there was a
1: huge difference i do know this that hbo figured out that they made something like 140 million dollars per episode of game of thrones when all of a sudden done wow like profit um that's why they're making all these, you know, spinoffs and sequels and everything they can possibly do and try and keep the train going forever. Because when it was the biggest show in the world, like, it was different than most other... Even when, like, The Simpsons was the biggest show in the world. But I think this was a different thing because the urgency to see it, Mm -hmm. the intensity, you know, people rewatching it and all... Like, it's just a different deal. Yeah. You know, the merchandising possibilities, everything that goes along with it. I mean, it's just... I mean, I guess you could say a lot of those things about The Simpsons. The
0: Simpsons have merchandised quite well. Yes, they really have. They really have.
1: Um, But... No one really cares to see, for example, no one cared about it. Like they made a Simpsons movie, no one really cared. Yeah. They haven't made any more. But I gotta tell you, if they made an Aria movie right now or a John they're gonna make a Jon Snow series, but if they made a Jon Snow movie and it wasn't bad, yeah, that would be a big deal. Yeah. That would be huge, right? Yeah. Um, they're gonna make a Jon Snow series instead, and that'll be a big deal, I assume, is, assuming it doesn't suck. It right? Might suck. It's probably gonna suck. Yeah. But if they get good people, i.e. not the uh, not Benhoff and, and Weiss, uh, it's got a shot. Yeah. Anyway. Speaking of got a shot,
0: yeah. does Mariano have a shot to win
1: this hand? He has a shot because there's only two people who are going to be playing this hand. He's going to be one of the two, so he's got a chance.
0: Okay, and we're doing something unique so far to this show, oh, in oh the yeah. history of this show. Uh, so often we do solver work. We've been a little lagging on that recently. We'll hope, hope to get back to that in 2023. Um But... But... but Instead of solver work on this, what we're going to do is we've watched this hand on silent from Mariano's vlog. Yes. We don't actually know what he said. We have no idea. Nobody's told us. Um, So instead of solver work, we're going to go with a less reputable source in a way. And at the end of this, we're going to take a break, listen to what Mariano said and his thought process in this honestly batshit hand. Yes. And see if we can figure out what his thought process was. And see if we if think we think it's good. At, at the end, if we hear a stop person and they're like, "Oh shit, that was a great thought, Mariano. or we're like, this still doesn't make any sense.
1: I'm concerned that it's going to be the latter, but I'm really curious to see that. Like, yeah. if he can say some stuff, we're going to be like, "Oh, geez." By the way, that's assuming that we don't even get to a place where we're like, "That was a good, that yeah, was a good play,"
0: which happens often on the breakdown where we go in thinking, "Like, how could this be the right thing to do?" And we're like, by the end, we're like, "That was really smart." I I'm, get it.
1: I'm pretty pessimistic that it's. You often are, though. Right. But I am again. I'm just not always. I'm like pessimistic, like fifteen to twenty percent of the time. I'm pessimistic again. I'm. It's, I'm in that group.
0: I'm pessimistic about both players in the hand and yep. their decision process. I mean, we're not going to hear what Ju's thought process was, who is Mariano's opponent. What, what's the name? J-U. Ju? How, how would you say it? It could be Ju. Is that what you think?
1: I don't know. We listened to, Mari- we listened to the hand on silent because we didn't want to hear anything, so yeah. we don't know how to pronounce we his can, name. We
0: go with Ju. That's probably you better. You can
1: call him Ju. It's fine.
0: Ju. We're going to go with Ju so you don't have to make your jokes. All right,
1: because they would certainly be coming. Yeah. It's a guarantee. Yeah. Okay, all right. That might be
0: an incorrect pronunciation, but we'll do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, really nice. Um, this was suggested second in a row by Beat Doot Doot. So yes, nice work. Great job. Great job. This yeah. is a somehow great hand the only to do. suggester of this just completely absurd hand.
1: That is the only words for it, except the other words we're going to say.
0: We've done many absurd hands. This. This is right up there. Top 5% for sure. Oh, I think top 1% probably. I, mean, I was going to
1: say it might be top five forget top 5%.
0: Top five. Let's see Absurd how many, hands? how many hands have we done is a question.
1: Well, if we assume we did about a hundred a year and it's been about seven and a half years, maybe knock it down a little bit from a hundred, but not much. Cause I we're doing two podcasts. do that. There
0: were times when we were doing three a week. Oh, that's
1: true. All right. So if we've done like 750 hands, let's call it 750 hands. Um, sure. Whatever. Close enough. 800 hands. Um, I'm sure this is in the top ten of most absurd hands we've, we've done. The one that comes to mind immediately of, that's the most absurd, may, maybe the most absurd anyway, is the one with, um, from the World Series where it's the like King 8 suited against Deuce 3, and the guy with Deuce 3, like...
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, Kenny Van
1: Tran. It's not Kenny Van Tran, is it? No, you're thinking of Kenny Tran, but there's... I'm not thinking of Kenny Tran. It's, it's... Van, it's Van somebody. Okay. It's not, it's, Kenny, not Kenny. It? it's not Kenny, It's not Kenny. It's Van something, whatever. But that hand. Yeah. That hand is probably the most absurd. To me, that's like, what I immediately flashed on what I think yeah. the most absurd hand we've ever done. Yep. This is not that absurd, but it's in the conversation. Uh, yeah. It's in the team
0: photo. Yeah. All right. Let's get to it. It's it definitely up there. Um, all right. It's 100-200. Uh, it's uh, live with the bike. Maybe it's 50-100 with a 200 straddle. I think maybe that's what it is. Okay. That anyway, makes sense. Mariano is in the cutoff. Uh, nobody's entered the pot voluntarily yet. He has 86K in his stack, and he has nine-seven of spades, and he limps. And I want to talk about this. Sure. And I've been thinking about stuff like this, playing a lot of cash recently with a lot of competition that is uh, you know, recreational in, in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, is there value in, in limping kind of exploitatively without really creating a limping range in certain lineups and scenarios uh, in, in deep stack cash games? I think there's mostly not value in it
1: when you're the first one in. Okay. Um, I think if you... I, th- I can understand raising really small even. Like, even if a min raise to me accomplishes so much more than a limp does in that you start to define hands a little bit, you get to eliminate some of the the weirdest stuff that may, that may stick around. All right, hold
0: up. Yeah. S- applying this to our life. Yeah. Can you imagine in our 1-3 game that we play making it $6? Um...
1: Just because it sounds absurd doesn't yeah. mean it wouldn't have a useful impact. That's yeah. better than limping for three. Yeah, which is all I'd be. Think- which is the only thing I'm comparing it to right now. Yeah, I would say it's better to min raise the six than limp for three if you're the first one in. Okay. Do you disagree?
0: I'm not sure. What are you What are you accomplishing with the six?
1: Um, well, you first of all you start to build the pot a little bit, which is probably something you want to do in no limit hold'em if you have a speculative type hand or a good hand. Um, number one. Number two, you're probably not going to be up against as many people as if you limped for three. Like I think I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, we were just talking about how before we started recording, I said to you as I went to get a uh, adapter or something like that um, about how there are people who limp in these cash games that we play in and then just fold to like a normal size raise after they've limped, and how strange that is. That's not that many people though, but it's some people, right? Yeah,
0: yeah it is some.
1: So you know. Those people would probably just fold instead of call, and that's less people you have to... Instead of being like six-handed, we get to be
0: three-handed. Are you you not concerned about the categorical act of a raise causing a much larger three bet than a raise over your limp would cause?
1: I think $6 doesn't create that much more of a size. What I'm
0: saying is you're you're talking about a rational act by people, right? Yeah. Do you not imagine a scenario where if you made it three and somebody had a hand they thought was a raising hand, they would make it 15, but if you made it six, they would make it 40?
1: Um, that is certainly possible.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but I mean, honestly, there are people, there are times when people, if we're doing for talking about, say one, three, like yeah. is what you're using as an example, right? If there's, if there's three limpers at one, three, sometimes someone makes it 30 anyway.
0: Yeah. Like, so
1: I don't know if size. I don't know what the sizing have to do with the, it's hard. I can't, I can't clearly connect the dots is what I'm trying to say. Sure. Um, and I'm not as worried about people three betting cause they don't three bet that often most of the time. Yeah. Right. So I'm much more interested in taking control of the hand, having initiative, um, having less opponents. That stuff is all good, and I still also get to build a pot at the same time. That all sounds pretty good. Also, I get a chance to buy the button. Which, if I limp like Marino does, it's much harder to end up with the button if we're limping because someone the button's going to limp pretty wide. Yeah. And by raising any amount at all, they're going to be much less apt to put money in. That all sounds really good to me. I feel like this is kind of a no-brainer, and you're just—I understand you. It's fine if you're playing devil's advocate. Do you disagree with me ultimately what
0: I'm saying, or not? I don't disagree with you, but I'm not in full-throated agreement. Mm. uh, Okay, I'm not sure I agree with all of your speculation. but it could be correct.
1: I will say there are certain players at the table where limping is going to be better. There's probably some players, but not very many. Yeah, you know. And that's usually where you're just more trying to see a flop and make sure you're in the pot with those guys, right? But even then, a min-raise is often going to be more effective because now you're not going to see a pot five ways with those guys in and you, too, and you have other things to worry about, and you have to have different kinds of ranges to call down with because other people are there, you know? I still think it's probably better to do a small raise, but...
0: yeah, and to be fair, to take it back to the, like, in the 1-3 scenario, the dealer announces things, right? So if they announce raise, not everybody's paying that much attention. So just right. that word will get people out of the pot sometimes. Yeah. But Mariano does limp here. Yeah. Um, maybe he is in a scenario where he wants to make sure he sees a flop with a certain player at the table. Maybe. Something like that.
1: Maybe he knows that, yeah, the guy in the big, in the, there's a straddle, right? Yeah. yeah. The guy in the straddle is raising no matter what. If he limps, if he, if he raises, it's going to get re-raised. Yeah. And if he limps, it's going to get raised, so he's trying to contain right and you have nine seven
0: of spades, you want to see a flop in position against that guy when you're, d- when you're deep yeah. yeah when you're deep, but you don't want it to be for as much, so right. it, it makes perfect sense to limp in that that's scenario. a time when you could decide to yep. do it yeah,
1: but the, but it's very particular, yeah that's what I'm saying, yeah, maybe that's what's
0: going on, maybe um, he may
1: explain it in his vlog
0: we might we may listen to we will
1: listen to right it. right right we've right, promised
0: right. the people we must right. follow through with our promises um so yeah he he does limp with a nine-seven of spades and 86k in front of him uh, at 100, 200, or $200 straddle. We go to Zhu in the straddle, right? who has 34k, so the effective stack, much shorter stack than Mariano's, ace of clubs, queen of hearts. So he actually has a raising hand. We don't really know if this idea that we have that this guy's going to raise every time is yeah. real or not, because he does raise, but he has ace-queen, so right. it doesn't give us any information. He goes small, though. He makes it 600 which is kind of odd, considering that he's heads up already. Yep. Right? Like, what's, what's the value in not going bigger here, out of position? Um, I mean, the only thing
1: I can come up with is he thinks Mariano is always calling, he's basically calling 100% at this point. Uh-huh. And we're going to be out of position with a hand that misses a lot, and Marino fights for pots, and so he doesn't want to make the pot too big or put too much money in then yet. Then just check. But he wants to get some value. He wants to increase some value, but he doesn't want to put in so much money. You could do that.
0: There's, there's in between. I don't love. I don't love that. That's the I only thing I can come up. Yeah, with. Yeah, that's fair. But I, don't I, w-
1: I would just make it more. It wouldn't. I would just five exit one with, or even six exit. I yeah. think I'd six exit. I'd make it twelve hundred, and if he wants to call, he can call. Yeah. And guess what? It's harder to call subsequent streets because I'm going to be betting a lot now because the pot's bigger, and that's to my advantage, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would do. But, but that's. But the only thing I can come up with if, why you'd make it six hundred is what I just said, right? Yeah.
0: I think it's possible this guy is just an amateur that Mariano was trying to enter a pot with. Maybe. Who knows? Okay. We don't know anything about him. We didn't do any research. It's really hard to find stuff on cash game players with just a first name given to us anyway, so... When you can't even pronounce the guy's first name. We didn't listen. How am I (laughs) supposed to pronounce it? You know. You could know how to read. You could read. It's J-U. Pronounce it. Jew. Great. (laughs) Um, Yes. Mariano calls, which is not at all a surprise. Uh, I didn't even write that he calls because it's so obvious. But in, right, of in the notes, does. Mariano calls. The pot is fourteen hundred and fifty dollars. The flop is Jack of Diamonds, Ten of Clubs, Four of Clubs. It's
1: gut shots for everyone. Gut
0: shots, That's what people say, right? Yep, absolutely. That's, that felt like a Jonathan Levy thing. Yeah, I just did. That was 100%. definitely a like a Jonathan Levy. Stole what happens? It. I stole it from you. I rub off on people. Wait a second. You said differently. It wouldn't have been bad if you didn't say "wait a second, <laughs> so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this flop is significantly better for Zhu than for Mariano because he's got the two overs with his gut shot. His gut shot is to the nuts, and he has the backdoor nut clubs. Yep. And
1: Mariano just has the nine seven of spades. There's no spades on there.
0: No spades. No backdoor nor flush shot at yeah. all.
1: Not yeah. Not
0: very good. The flop action is what it is. Which, well said. Which is, I don't, I don't know how to explain either action. Just, I really don't. All right. Go ahead. Jew bets twenty five hundred into fourteen fifty. <laughs> it's already super weird.
1: Why? Okay, he must be a complete rank amateur, crazy person, right? There's that's, no other. That's answer number one. That's that's my best answer. And guess... That that starts to explain then maybe the second half of this flop. Actually. All
0: right, but what if it was Michael Adamo? Why did he do it? Right. Um. Because he's gonna. Really, because bu- they're they're pretty deep, right? How deep? Not are they? that deep. I mean, the two hundred dollar straddle being the effective blind. Yeah, uh, you started with thirty four k.
1: Okay, so one hundred and seventy blinds, more like one hundred and fifty. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right, right. What you said, not yeah. what I said. That's okay. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, not even close to one hundred and seventy. Um, anyway, okay. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Wait a second. It's more than 150. It is. It is. Yeah, you're okay. right. Anyway, so it's kind of doesn't close. matter. I don't know why I got caught up in that. Okay. So, um, okay, why would Michael Adamo do it? Michael Adamo would do it because he loves to fuck with people with the sizing. Yeah. He does really big and really small bets, but mostly really big bets. Yeah. Um, and I think with Michael Adamo, there's a threat. There is, uh, if he bets this much on the flop, that it's going to be insane on the turn. Like he's going to bet 10K on the turn if you call. Yeah, I mean, it's almost impossible. It's not impossible to call this amount if you have like top pair. No. And I guess if you have second pair, if you've got a 10, you probably have to call once, too, if you're up against Adamo and he bets this much on the flop. But what is your plan for n- if you don't improve on the turn?
0: I, I and made he a bombs mistake. bombs it again. I made a mistake saying Michael Adamo because okay. he's a tournament player. Okay. And the threat is very different in tournaments. So, okay.
1: You want to go Garrett instead or Andy or somebody? Like, who do you want to do?
0: Who do we respect the most in cash games right now? I don't know. No one. Let's say Limitless. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Yeah, Limitless does it. So, because, like, when you were talking about Michael Adamo, you went to kind of a tournament scenario, which is why. Because threatening a tournament life is a lot different than threatening an all-in in in a cash game. Sure.
1: Um, But there still is a... But by betting that big on the flop, you're sort of implying that there's going to be really big bets coming. And so, like, it could be very, very expensive. And that's all I got. I don't know why we really need to do that, because I would assume when we bet this much, we set ourselves up to get raised more. Because there's some hands that really can't call, but wouldn't want to fold, i.e. king, queen, or something like that, yeah. right? Um, I just don't know. I, I I really struggle to come up with any reason why, on the flop especially. why we on, on this. It's a wet flop, too, right? It's,
0: yeah, it's, jack, 10, 4, two clubs. Yeah. Um,
1: why would you do this? You could do this because, how much is it, about 2,500?
0: Yeah, into 1,450.
1: So if you were to get raised to 8,000, and then there's another... Like 23000 back or something? Yeah, something like that. Well, we do have a, a lot of fold equity in our three bet all in. I mean, I don't know. All, we can cleanly move in if we wanted to. I got nothing, man. Yeah. Why, what do you got?
0: I What I keep going back to is the difference between tournaments and cash games. And I think this is an interesting bet in a tournament because the we're so deep for a tournament that at this stack depth, you can't really threaten anything mm. if there's no post-flop raise unless you go with huge sizing. Right. So if you really want to threaten something, it's interesting. But That's in a, true. But in a cash game, it's kind of the opposite, where Zhu is not deep enough to, to make over bets that make it more threatening because Mariano is capped at how much he can lose because Zhu's stack didn't start that big. If Ju had 90K in front of him also, I yeah. kind of like it better because he's saying, like, I might try to get all 90K. You know, like, yes. I'm, I'm trying to set it up to really win all of your money. You know, so I think it's better if he's deeper. What's so
1: weird about this is if Ju just does a normal raise on the f- pre-flop, like a six x, like we were talking about, twenty five hundred is now pot size. And it's, it's big. Not, it's big, it, but it's, it's still within it's the range. Reasonable, yeah. at least you know. And instead, it's completely unreasonable now. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting. I like what you said about um, like this is the only way to threaten. Yeah. Stuff. I feel like it's sort of a form of what I was saying too. Like I feel like I said versions of that yeah. as well. But but I agree with you that I think that's. Um, that's all I got. I don't necessarily know that that's what's really happening here, though.
0: I have no idea why. I mean, the
1: sizing choice, the, the two actions we've seen Ju take so far are odd in both cases and makes me think that Mariano is specifically really going out of his way to play pots with this guy.
0: I like, mean, what a deal if this is his sizing pattern right. to, to be in position against him. Of course you want to enter the pot because he's not going to make it too much pre-flop. You're going to get to see a lot of flops and then if you hit the flop, he's going to bet a lot. Yeah. But Mariano didn't Hit the flop. No. He has seven nine of spades. He does have a gut shot to the ninth nuts, but it's like not amazing. But Mariano freaking calls. Yeah. We're going to need that vlog to tell us something about this one.
1: I mean, I have some guesses. One is that he's sure he can get it all almost always. If an ace comes. Yeah. Yeah. That's part one. And part two is he thinks.
0: What if uh, it's a club? There's three. There's only three good ones.
1: Um, you know. We assume mostly we're okay. Yeah, he often doesn't have clubs. What if right? the
0: board pairs after? Like, there is not like a good.
1: I know, but if you're Mariano, maybe we are aware this guy is raising a lot and is just spewy as hell. I'm making all this up right now. We're going to know at some point, but right now we don't. Um, the only reasons to call are one, because the implied odds are strong, and two, because we think we can get him. We can get him to fold a lot if he checks to us on yeah. the turn, right? So we are in position that helps somewhat. I'd really love it if there was a spade on the board. I thought it would help so a so much lot. better about deciding to call here. Even then, I think it's pretty questionable. It is extremely strong to just flat here, though, as Mariano, right? Like It's like, whoa, mariano has got something is what you would think If you were a Jew and you were paying attention and knew, understood the game which I If you' don't were paying
0: attention that. and understood the game, you would know that Mariano was trying to be in this scenario. So you might put him on as weak as a 10, I would think. Okay. Yeah. but he's
1: got he may but he's got some, some level of diamond hands here. That he's already calling, you know. Nice, bro. Thanks. He's calling one and a half AMC, expo. AMC, baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Everything's going to, we're going to turn this around. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, speaking of AMC, mm-hmm. coming this summer to AMC theaters in an exclusive, Nicole Kidman is the Tooth Fairy.
0: Whoa!
1: She brings magic and money to your mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Excellent work. All Nicole episodes. Kidman, you're casting old for a, a universe that we're trying to kind of make last a long time. What happens is at the end, she
1: dies, and then the, oh, the younger YouTube apprentice yeah, takes yeah. over. It's, uh,
0: tell me it's not Amy Adams. Tell me it's not fucking Amy Adams. We're, Jonathan, we're still looking at people. We haven't
1: <laughs> completely settled. I said there's no a, Adams. There's a short list. I said no Adams. Of course she's on the short list. Of course she is.
0: This was my thing. Did you
1: not see Arrival? Come on, that movie's great. It's not
0: important if I saw (laughs) Arrival. I said no Adams. Yeah. Anyway, we're done with that bit. Mariano calls. You came up with some ideas of why. I thought you meant
1: first names, so I didn't didn't cast Adam Driver.
0: I love Adam (laughs) Driver as the new Tooth Fairy. Yeah,
1: I know. I loved it too,
0: but you said no Adams. So I was like, well, there's no Adams, so we can't have him. Another time that a miscommunication changes the course of at least a universe. Maybe not the universe, but...
1: For some for some the fans, the Santa this is the universe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All
0: right, anyway, I'm glad we did that. So Mariano does call your right. reasons are the best that I could come up with, too Yeah, I don't have, I, I think it's probably a bit overly ambitious. Uh,
1: it feels pretty ambitious.: Yeah, I don't
0: though. know. Maybe Mariano can justify it in his vlog that's here, That's here's the thing I
1: just want to say. this is like the least crazy decision of the entire hand. what we're just like the every decision from here on out is basically crazier than this.
0: I think there is a decision less crazy than this.
1: I know which one you're talking yeah. about, and sure. Yeah, but essentially, almost all decisions are crazier than this, except for one. Yeah, and a half. One and a half, even. But come on. Yeah. Oh man, strap in, people. Strap
0: on. Strap in. <laughs> Why? 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 Why do you have to do that? <laughs> one more. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? You know what that earned you? <coughs> no. The lead role in this nitro betting ad.
1: Okay. Nitro Betting. It's for everyone. People love it so much. They go to Nitro Betting, and they use the link in the description of this podcast, Grant, and what they do is they sign up, and it's easy to sign up, and the, th- the reason why they sign up is because they have poker, they have casino games, and they have sports betting. It's great for everyone. And like a little Santa elves doing a song. Because <laughs> we're in the Santa universe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Picturing the elves somehow involved in this nitro commercial—it's incredible. Um, Yeah, it's great for everyone. (laughs) You all love it, so um, so they've got all that stuff. They of course have other you know cool bonuses for people who sign up using the link in the description, like you know (laughs) bracket stuff, football stuff. (laughs) You guys know you've heard the ad a million times. If you haven't, if this is your first time, let's go to another podcast. (laughs) Somewhere in the middle, just go just, you know, just skip around a little bit. You'll find the ad. That'll be more articulate, probably, than this one. But, you know, it's all there. The information's all out there. You can get it. You don't need me to tell you, right,
0: Grant? Yeah, you nailed it. That's how companies want to be advertised. Uh, oh if Um So basically, you get cool promotions by using the link. Use the link. You'll get cool promotions. Yeah, That's exactly. the deal. That's the deal. Use the link. It
1: doesn't cost you anything.
0: It supports us. It's fun. It's oh. a joy. Well, oh, wow, that was great. this is what happens when I ask you to do the ad one time. <laughs> it was so good.
1: I can't believe I've never thought of the whole, like, refer people to other podcasts where we've already <laughs> done the ad. Yeah. Move. Has any podcast ever done that? If they haven't, they're fools. So much time could be saved.
0: Right, because that would work for sure.
1: Yeah. Also, you get more listens on your other shows.
0: Yeah, because people are going to be like, I got to go <laughs> listen to that
1: ad. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't get the information I wanted in this podcast, so I better go get it in that podcast. I,
0: I guess so. Yeah, it's brilliant. So, in this Santa Core universe? Yeah. Are the elves, are we going like traditional kind of meek, mild elves, or are these going to be like soldiers in an army, like badass mm. elves?
1: I think they start as the meek, mild elves, but a few of them get carved into stone. You know what I mean? They like one of them has to like sort of like in the saving private ryan scene with the knife you know has to like slowly <laughs> kill like, yeah. a, a <laughs> like a human child like a human child no it makes sense because they they tried to open their presents before they should <laughs> right of course no that makes total sense <laughs> oh yeah so but but they're also they're like we're here to save the day we are the elves of the kitchen you know stuff like that all right
0: so yeah Assuming in the Santa Core universe mm-hmm. that the characters that we've mentioned so far are on like the audience's side, the good ones, the Avengers, right? Sure. Who's the prime antagonist of the first movie?
1: Well, it could be it could be a
0: completely new character, or it could be a who's, character. Who's the
1: star? Who's the protagonist of this movie? Is this the, is the Santa? Yeah. Okay. Because um, that felt important. Because I, mean, I did a whole Amy I, uh, Nicole Kidman. Well, the, thing there, there might be
0: a little help from Santa's friends, okay, such as the Tooth Fairy. But but she has her own movie coming out this summer. Does yeah, but care? she. So could, I just was well, checking. You, the audience can get a little preview of what she's up to and how yeah. she uses her powers for good yeah. and death.
1: Okay, I know. I, okay, I got it. Okay, so the, the primary antagonist I think for the Santa Claus movie is Putin.
0: Okay, <laughs> that's a little bit too real, I think, for most people who are trying to do this escapism universe mm. stuff. Should we do like Hitler? Right, because Hitler's ghost, perhaps. Hitler's ghost. Oh, yeah. that's
1: clever.
0: I mean, they kind of did that in the first Captain America movie. They basically did uh, Hitler's sorry, ghost. Did. Okay,
1: how about Hitler's ghost, who's like his who, face who, is red? Yeah, that's that's too too oh, on the nose. Gotcha. Oh, that's a Rudolph joke. Oh. Yeah, Rudolph.
0: Rudolph, oh, gonna make- Rudolph could be
1: the bad guy. He we don't, the whole time you're fighting Putin, and it turns out Rudolph is behind the whole thing. But
0: still, Putin's in the movie.
1: Yeah, Putin's in the movie, but like he's been set up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, great. The studio's gonna love this. <laughs> this is gonna be. A huge- <laughs> turns out he was good the whole time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's that. I mean, I would see that movie, and so would millions of Americans and people from around the world the Chinese would lap that up <laughs> no, because it's a big market, the Chinese market.
0: What do you mean? No, I just say no before saying that
1: because you looked at me like I was crazy and I'm just saying, no, no, no that the Chinese market, it would be important. You know, if you, if you don't I have the like, Chinese
0: market, you should not be making blockbusters. I feel like you ended up on your heels immediately when you said the word Chinese. I
1: just thought I might get attacked. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to come right in and save the day.
0: Anyway, anyway, this is a poker poker situation, right? Um, Mariano, if this is the first time you've listened to a Poker Guys podcast, which I imagine is probably the second time, because we did another podcast of, of yeah, a that you did. At least one. Uh, this is how it always is. Right. Tell your people to come listen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway, the pot is $6,450 now. doesn't have to be that big, but guess what it is? It's, yeah. The turn is the three of hearts. So the board now reads jack of diamonds, ten of clubs, four of clubs, three of hearts. Ju has ace queen. And Mariano has 9-7 of spades. Yeah. No more backdoor nut flush draw for Ju. No hope for anybody to enjoy this pot at all with a three of hearts.
1: And for Ju, we're Jew, we, we have like, we're like 29K here, effective, essentially, right?
0: Uh, more like that. than that by a little bit. I would say okay, like so 30, we're 30 31. Okay. okay. Yeah. Got it. You start with 34. Yeah. Um, all right. As Ju, what do you want to do now? Mariano called a huge bet on the flop. I think I mostly want to continue specifically because we have
1: the ace of clubs in our hand, and we get to bluff... A lot of rivers yeah and we of course have outs to we are drawing to the nuts
0: we could even win with a queen or an ace absolutely and by the way we are winning i don't Turns know out, if we would expect that no.
1: but i think any kind of reasonably sized bet here should fold out a lot of mariano's you know calling range on the flop now maybe it wouldn't in practice if, but
0: if this is mariano's whole plan
1: yeah it might not well it might though if we bet again he like i don't know it's unclear, but I think, I think as Ju, what else are we going to do? Are we just going to check when We've got the ace of clubs in our hand. There's two clubs on the board. That seems crazy.
0: We, me, we're drawn to the nuts. I agree with you, but let me run through this scenario with you and, and bring yeah. it back to terms that you and I play in. Cool. Like there are certain players that we might play against Ju the way we think Mariano is playing against, right? Yeah. And against those players, if you had ace 10, would you ever consider folding the turn? Uh, no. Okay. What hands would you fold the turn with?
1: Um, that I called the flop with. Yeah, for the 2x pop bet, basically. Jeez. Oh, because it uh, it's hard to come up with anything. Yeah. Um, well, then, as Jew, what we could do is we could do sort of more of a smaller size blocking bet. Bet 2,500 again? Yeah, or even 4,000. But, you know, that's actually too much. We don't need to bet that much. Um, 3,000, let's say, whatever. Um, that way we get to see the river, and if the river's good for us, we get to bet again as a bluff or as value or whatever we want to do. Yeah. Or check to, to bluff catch. This, it feels like our hand is a little too good to
0: just check fold, which I'm concerned we're going to have to do a lot if we check. Is it too good in this scenario to check fold? Or we bet 2,500 on the flop? Oh, that's a good question.
1: I think the board's wet enough that Mariano, if he had a big hand... Now, I don't know anything about you except for this hand, right? So maybe Mariano's just not raising anything. He might not be. But...
0: Maybe just like combo draws and stuff. Maybe you'd raise stuff that he... Right. But, let, but if you like flopped
1: top two... On a board this wet, normally you'd you'd raise. Pretty normally, quickly, right? Um, maybe it's po- it's possible he isn't possibly isn't you know on the flop because of this opponent. Right? I'm unclear. I it's an interesting point because he called so much. We might be in real trouble with a lot of the turn. Actually, well, the turn just came with a lot of river cards anyway. Like yeah. an, an ace could come and we could just get boned by ace jack, right? Yep. Um, or ace ten, mm-hmm. pretty easily. Um, we could hit our queen, but queen Jack and queen 10 have us eight, nine gets there. Eight, nine gets there. There's problems. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but isn't our hand too good? Like we don't, I feel like inclined not to just give up here, especially when we, again, we have the ace of clubs in our hand. That's a pretty useful card. Can we
0: hope for a check, check?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Well, the problem is if Mario has a draw, Mariano has a draw, he's probably betting, right? Yes, he should be betting. And if he doesn't have a draw and he called as much as he did, I don't know if he's... I don't know. Like, if he has got a 10, I assume he's mostly checking. If he's got a good jack, I don't think he is. I assume he's betting. And maybe he's actually even betting a 10 if he knows anything about Ju and has a plan against him, or Ju. I would never
0: bet a 10 against this player profile that we believe Ju is. To induce on the river? Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: We have to be right about the player profile. Though. We do. We have so little information. We
0: do, except for the sizing stuff. Yep.
1: And we know what happens in the rest of the hand. Yeah, of course. And in fact, a lot. We're gonna, you, everyone else, you're going to get a lot more information in a second because even the turn is just full of information about this player.
0: It is. It is. <clears throat> I, I can see your arguments for betting. I don't hate checking either. Yeah. I don't think you should ever bet too big here.
1: I, I agree with you. I think, I think 3,000 is fine. I think checking, hoping it goes check, check, or if it's checked, very small, I guess we could call. Yeah. But mostly we'd be check folding to any real bet, which mm-hmm. I think
0: mostly Mariano
1: is going to size up the turn because he's not an idiot, right?
0: Yeah. So. Well, yeah. the turn is a three of hearts again. Super bricky. Jack, 10, 4, 3, two yeah. clubs. Um, Ju does check. Mariano is going to bet. So, yeah, yeah he's going to size up. Yeah, he is. He's going to bet 10K. Into 6450. Now, I'm imagining that this whole hand is based on a player-specific plan that Mariano has. And a piece of it is that this guy does not like to give up. And Mariano's like, I really have to bring the big guns if I want him to fold. I'm sitting here with nine high. It's not a very good draw. I would love to end this hand. I don't think 5K is going to get the job done.
1: The thing that's weird about that is if we knew all that, then did we really need to call the flop? Because like part of the point of calling the flop is that we can get him to fold on the turn. But if we need to bring the big guns every time, yeah. we don't know if we think he's that sticky and holds on that much. This is feels like the wrong target to be making the float on the flop. Well, they not your, exactly floating, but you know what I'm saying. All of your
0: arguments for calling the flop from Mariano were based on making a hand, not on no, me.
1: no. I said both. Oh, I did said you both? Yeah. Okay. Um, implied odds were part of it, and maybe the implied odds could be enough, right? Because we if we're 30k back and he bets 2500, oh, they're barely enough. They're really not three
0: enough. three clean outs, and yeah. there's
1: redraws. And yeah, it's not. No, I don't think it's enough. So we need to be able to successfully seal the pot sometimes. And if it's going to take 10K to do that, which is what Mario seems to think anyway, that seems problematic to me. I agree. So now it makes me want to have dumped, the, dumped it on the flop and just move on with our lives and wait for better spots. We're probably going to have a million good spots against this player.
0: Beyond that, Mariano is wrong. 10K is not going to do it. Against ace-queen. Zhu is going to call. Insanity. Yeah. Insanity to call here. Now, there's a world where Zhu is actually a very good player, and we just have never seen him before, and he has a history with Mariano that leads him to this call, and it's actually a good call, right? That's a possibility. Okay, sure. It's possible. That doesn't seem like the most likely possibility. It seems
1: vastly unlikely.
0: But it's still possible. Yes. Um, what What do you... Think about this call. Just, you know, storyboard your thoughts for me.
1: <laughs> um, I think this call, like, deserves, like, a soundtrack, but, like, the kind that gets your heart racing, yeah, your blood pumping, but ultimately, like, you fart. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you couldn't have said it more perfectly. <laughs> Thank you. you yeah. asked me to storyboard it, so yeah. I,
1: I went there. Um, this call is... It's so weird to me. It's so bizarre. Like, yeah. the only moves you have when he bets 10,000, I think Mariano's thinking this, too, is you basically, unless Mariano is super spewy, right? which maybe Mariano is at times. We've seen him in other cash games really go for it, yeah. right? So you could decide with one pair here to check-call check, turn, and you're just check-calling most rivers, right? So if you have an overpair or a jack or even a 10, you could decide to do this. Yeah. I'm okay with that, but with ace queen specifically, when we have the ace of clubs in our hand, we're actually blocking draws.
0: Yeah, we're blocking Mariano's most likely bluffs. Right.
1: So, what are we doing here as a check call? You could just, I I think a check raise is infinitely better than a check call. I think a fold is clearly the play now that we're here.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I can't disagree with those things.
1: What is Mariano thinking and feeling when this guy check calls 10K into a pot of, what, 6,000 or something?
0: It really depends on how Mariano profiles Ju, right? Like, if if he thinks that Ju is a guy who is going to have overpairs and play them like this, then I think he's a little concerned that he's never going to get him to fold. Yeah. But if he thinks that Ju is the guy that we might think Ju is, then it might seem like Ju has a lot of really marginal hands because you would expect that player to keep betting over pairs. Can
1: you get the guy with the marginal hand to fold on the river, though, for another 20K? Don't know. Because don't know. if you can't do that, who cares? Yeah. Um, you need Ju to be the guy, and there are players like this who want to make it to the river, and then when they see what their hand is, mostly fold. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm not, I don't have a strong hand now. I yeah. tried to improve, and I didn't do it. But that's asking a lot. Man. It is. And, you know, G only has like 21K back now after this call, and the pot is more than that. Yes. It seems like we can't... I wouldn't even try and get him off this hand, I don't think, if I was Mariano on the
0: river. But maybe with nine high, we feel like we just have to try, if, if it's a brick. We'll see what happens. Okay. The pot is 26,450. The river is the nine of clubs Mariano is ahead. He's winning the pot if it goes check, check. Amazing. It is the third club. The board now reads Jack of Diamonds, 10 of clubs, four of clubs, three of hearts, nine of clubs. Yep. This is the move... Here we go. ...that... Earlier, we referenced where I was like, there might be one less crazy move. And I think this is it. Where Zhu moves in now for 21K, which is ambitious, but it makes sense. I get where he's coming from.
1: I mean, I was thinking, actually, I thought you were referring to the Mario 10K bet. And Uh, this was, I thought it was, I said one and a half. This was my half. I see. But fine. He just now just shoves. Which I don't hate. Well, I don't hate because he has all the right blockers to do this, right? He He blocks all the nut stuff. That's cool. Yep. Story is super weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know what possible story we're telling that the Nine of Clubs would be a card we could shove on. But if we knew what Mariano's hand was, we'd be like, it doesn't matter. My st- whatever story he wants to give me, obviously this is going to work. Yeah. Because all my stories beat what his actual holding is. So it doesn't matter.
0: Right. Right. I mean, I could imagine a world where Zhu has something like King-Queen and is like, I'm going to call anyway. I might as well shove to try to get value when he has two pair you know? Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, that's,
1: I don't, so, so he shoves and that should be the end of the hand but then fucking Mariano starts tanking. Yeah. Like he, big time tanking. Mariano calls. Mariano calls with the nine only. Okay. Can we read the board again? It's Jack, 10, three, four, three, sorry. Jack, 10, four, two clubs, three of hearts, nine of clubs. So yeah. every big draw comes in your opponent just check called ten K into six on the turn. Yep. What the fuck is going on? How can Mariano make this call? And this is this is the crux of it, right? This yeah. Is, this is I, this was already a breakdown hand, but I and I said to Grant as I was watching, I was like, if this guy makes this call, like this is an insane hand. This is it's already worth doing. And then, I, but I just didn't think it was possible Mario could ever actually make this call because how can you make this call? Let's try and figure it
0: out here. we Okay. Go. This is one of those where I'm going to have to have a lot of things in the line of dominoes all hit the next domino. Yep. Right? Where like Go ahead. I can so think of something We have like to that, assume, too. as Mariano, that there's a 0% chance that Jew would check the nut flush draw on the turn. Right. That has to be step one. Yep. So that means that he doesn't have the, the flush. Right. Um, mostly ever. Because he wouldn't check any flush draw on the turn, is, is I guess what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and that he wouldn't do this with anything but a flush. On the river for value, so fundamentally, it's impossible for him to have value. Mm. That that would, be, but of course, that's not necessarily true. Um, but if we th- believe those things wholeheartedly, there's still a problem.
1: Yes, there that he is. might be
0: turning a worse hand into a bluff. What if
1: he has ace ten? Yeah, and now he's like, oh god, I'm definitely losing now when this nine of clubs comes right. right. But maybe, maybe, maybe ace ten with the ace of clubs, for yeah. example, I can you scare know. him off a good jack now. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Yes. Um, This is what I'm aware of, too. In fact, here's what I would challenge anyone who wants to play along at home. Come up with the bluffs. Now, we have a bluff or two because we see ace-queen is somehow here with the ace-of-clubs.
0: You wouldn't expect it to check call the turn, though. Uh,
1: In a million years. Um, So we can stick ace-king with the ace-of-clubs in that same boat. Is it you can't ever imagine it? Check calling way more than pot on the turn. Right, of, so
0: the bluffs would be ace ten with the ace of clubs, and maybe ace jack with the ace of clubs. That's right. a little concerned about a two pair or something.
1: So we can't beat those things. Yeah, can we come up with anything else in the world that Zhu is supposed to have here? That makes sense for him to have when he check calls out of position. 10,000 on the turn is he, that we can beat with a nine.
0: I mean, some players play very strange. Is it yes. possible that he has something like two sevens? He's like, I decided I have to bluff now. You know, two sixes. Wow. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But it
1: sure feels like, um, as Mariano, like, it's weird because in some ways, this is such a bad card, the nine of clubs. It completes all the draws. Yeah. Um, but it also makes us... As good a hand as we can make, we finally made a pair of nines. You know, like that's as that's not as good a okay. hand as we can make. Okay, we can an eight, make an, a eight an offsuit eight, an offsuit eight is the best hand we can make, of course. Uh, but like it's a heck of it's a heck of a card in that way. Like it is a big improvement for where we were. We had nine high, and we were we really have screwed. showed on
0: value in it, to a small extent.
1: We were like, I guess I'm going to check it back and always lose. Maybe not. Maybe he was just going to shove it anyway because seven eight. He blocks seven eight now, and he's like, I got to try. You know, mm. he probably was going to shove as a bluff, honestly. Probably when the club comes, right? He's like, you can't have a flush. I'm going to shove. Um but he gets shoved on and it still finds a call. And I, I agree with you. Look, if you can put this guy on any two cards, essentially, a pair of sixes, cool. Yeah. But it's so hard to put him on a pair of sixes when he check calls the turn and suddenly out of nowhere shoves the river. And,
0: of course, the tool that we have if we can put a person on any two cards is distribution, right? Yes. Like, and we don't have to call just because they can have any two cards. We have to call with certain hands, right? And yes. this hand does not contain a club. It blocks seven eight. That's the best it does that's as far not, as blocking value. That's it's not
1: a, a big that's yeah. like among the worst possible blockers we can. Maybe so not the worst possible blocker we can have, is This, an this has seven. to be
0: pretty deep in our distribution yes. when we call a huge bet on the flop and bet huge on the turn. This has to be pretty low in our distribution. Is
1: it possible that there's more to this hand? I.e. there's some physical tell that Marino actually picks up on juice. We cause we have it on silent the whole time, so we don't want to hear what he's thinking. Yeah. Maybe Juice says some things that like gives Mario the thought that he's bluffing. The problem, of course, is even if he's bluffing, can we
0: win? Right, he but could at be least, bluffing with a better hand. But
1: at least if you, if you get to the point that he's bluffing, you're like, well, I win sometimes now, Yeah. right? Um, so then if, if I win half the time, if I'm sure he's bluffing, that, and I win half the time when he's bluffing, do I have the right odds to call? Yes, actually, I do.
0: Only if you're not using distribution.
1: Um, right. Yeah. Right. Well, no, that's different than if I have the odds to call.
0: Well, okay, but you still have, if you have the odds to call, you don't call 100% of the time.
1: Well, you could call 100% of the time with all your made hands that if you know that they're, you're going to win half the time, you would just do that. You don't care. You always call with, with okay, if, you, if, but you know, if, if you know any, any made hand is going to win half right, the time. All right, in the
0: world where you can know exactly right. half the time you're going to win. I'm which just is, saying, like, yeah.
1: this, is, this is what I have. Yeah. You know, and it's more, it's way better than half the time. It's like a third, you only have to win a third of the time or so, right? If you're Mariano. The problem is, We really shouldn't be able to win a third of the time. No,
0: it doesn't seem like. Forgetting
1: about distribution. We shouldn't be. So, like, we can call our our strongest hands and our hands that have got good blockers, right? Yeah. If We have, oh my God, if we had Queen Jack with the Queen of Clubs, we'd be like, I guess I fucking call. Right. Like, that seems awful, but I block everything and this guy's a little wild. I guess I have to call. He's 10 with the
0: Ace of Clubs for Mariano. Right. Yeah.
1: Fine. King 10 with the King of Clubs. I call. Um, Nine seven of spades feels like a hand we don't make that decision with. feels like. This is, like, one of the worst hands we ever get to the turn with, probably, that we even call the flop with, right? This is about as bad as it gets. It has
0: to be. Yeah, because, like, the low clubs get there, right? This is as bad as it gets. Um, I am currently not loving the call with the current information that I have. It is possible that we will watch what Mariano has to say, and he will say something revelatory, and it will change
1: my mind. It's also possible we will hear things that Jews says yeah which may also clue us in cuz sometimes someone even that I don't know if you can make this call but maybe he'll say something that will change our mind a little bit right, All right I don't know what it is Let's find
0: be. out we'll be right back Okay
1: Okay so we're back and if you remember at the beginning we had a disclaimer I know that was a long time ago now and you maybe you've listened to this over several car rides to the grocery store or whatever but so we've just watched the vlog that mariano did and it turns out that live at the bike misreported a bunch of the sizings and the pot size all the way through so the the sizings weren't so ridiculous afterwards so we want to clean that up a little bit and but we still think actually a the stuff we talked about is useful and all the poker analysis still is valid even though it's a different hand than what actually happened and the heart of this hand which is the river call by mariano remains the same and all right. the stuff we talked about remains the same
0: so let's let's we're mostly going to talk about Mariano's analysis of his own river yes. call. But let's clean up a few things based on the sizing. Good. Um, Mariano did raise instead of limping. So that whole limping discussion was moot. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Um, and you made it 3,000 uh, pre-flop. So the 2,500 is not a ridiculous thing to call with 9-7 anymore. And it's obviously not a ridiculous amount to bet into 6,000. Right.
1: Everything is – those. suddenly the flop play feels very normal.
0: Uh, on the turn, uh, Mariano bet big, but it wasn't – you know, pot and a half big, it was pot size. It's
1: like not even, it's like 85%
0: pot, which is more
1: normal sizing for turns. It is
0: still a very surprising call with Ace High. I think once, once Drew calls there, then the rest of the analysis kind of still stays the same because the only difference after that is really that Mariano is getting a slightly better price than we thought he was, but it's doesn't change much of the analysis.
1: Mariano is essentially on the river getting three to one. Yeah. That's the only, instead of two to one, that's really all the difference
0: on the river. So let's talk about what Mariano said and if it changed our mind at all about his call. Yep. Um, it did not change my mind.
1: No. And th- I mean, he basically said all the stuff we said, right? I don't yeah. think he said anything really different. Um, the stuff he was concerned about were stuff we were saying we'd be concerned about, too. He did say one thing, which is that um, Zhu has been losing. and he had having, a bad like, session, yeah. So he thought he might be a little more you know, loosey-goosey. But in the end, he basically said the reason why he called, or one of the things that led him to a call anyway, was that the story just didn't make sense. He didn't think a draw would ever check call a big bet on the turn like that and not move in, check move in or just bet itself, which right. is valid. But as he said, and as we were talking about, can
0: you even beat the bluffs? Right. So we still have distribution-based concerns. Like all of the analysis yeah. that he had, it, like you said, was very similar to ours, but that still means you have to fold some things, right? Even, right. If, even if you think he's unlikely to play a big draw, that way. What if he did play a big draw that way? And what if he's bluffing with a better hand, of course, is the bigger concern.
1: And again, like, you you have to be able to come up with something that you can actually beat. And yeah. it's so hard to come up with anything at all. Does he really play two eights like this ever in a million years? It's so hard to... You, the guy has to be so bizarre. And and Mario doesn't make it sound like he thinks Zhu is that out of line. No,
0: he didn't, at least in that section of his vlog, talk about Zhu being right. any sort of firecracker or anything like yeah. that. We he's,
1: only watched that one hand,
0: though, yeah. in fairness. Right. So... Our analysis remains the same. I think yes. I, I'm still uh, not a fan of the call overall.
1: I think it's a bad call, even though it sure worked out this time. It, it looks, looks amazing. amazing. It does. I wonder if for Mariano to calls like this have a little bit more value because he gets to make a vlog about them. And talk about them and maybe have the hand go a little bit more viral. And that's really – it's extra good for him to have something go viral than for a lot of other players. That's
0: a good thats a good point that we didn't talk about or in some the equity main, the there main for him. meat of the podcast. A that little makes... – but
1: it's not huge equity. It's just a little bit of equity, right? Yeah. And honestly, if he, if he calls and he's wrong – he looks pretty bad because it's such an odd... Ob- like, everything got there. Like, yeah. how can you call? Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Music is my sunlight and all I need is one mic and I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them outside I'm sipping on liquor or is what I'm not. We got one life and I took him on a minor break but I'm back to claim the throne and gonna be traveling the globe We still have time to make it.